0: love this podcast support this show through the acar supporter feature it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now
1: with all eyes in shea stadium locked on number 32 oj set his sights on jimmy brown's single season rushing record of 1863 yards early in the first quarter simpson reached the threshold this is how al Meltzer. Edward Kowski and I describe for the radio audience a moment that will live forever as a part of pro football history. Can you eight get
2: eight someone over here now to <laughs> 325 Gretna Green? He's that. Please, okay, what does he look like? OJ Simpson, I think you know his record. What is he doing? Is he threatening you? I'm going nuts. Okay, has he threatened you in any way or, or is he just harassing you? You're going to care the You're just stay on the
0: line. I don't want to going to be Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5. On today's show, we are going to be talking about OJ Simpson, the All-American football player and suspected murderer in the, the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. I think people are quite divided on this. A lot of people think he did it. A lot of people don't think he did it. So let's talk about O.J. Simpson first. Before we get into the to the arrest and the, the trial, let's talk about O.J. Simpson. Orenthal James Simpson was born 9th of July 1947 and raised in San Francisco, California. His name, Orenthal, was given to him by his grandmother, but he didn't realise this was his actual name until a teacher read this out in her school register. He didn't realise this, Due to everyone calling him OJ from birth. As a child, Simpson developed rickets and wore braces on his legs until the age of five, giving him his bowed leg stance. Simpson grew up in San Francisco and lived with his family in the housing projects of the Potrero Hill neighbourhood. In his early teenage years, he joined a street gang called the Persian Warriors and was briefly incarcerated at the San Francisco Youth Guidance Centre. His future wife, Margaret, his childhood sweetheart, described Simpson as a really awful person back then. After Simpson's third arrest, a meeting with Willie Mays during which the baseball star encouraged Simpson to avoid trouble helped persuade him to reform. At Galileo High School in San Francisco, Simpson played for the school football team, the Galileo Lions. He graduated in 1965. Although Simpson was an all-city football player at Galileo and excelled at football, his mediocre high school grades prevented him from attracting the interest of many college recruiters. He enrolled at City College of San Francisco in 1965 where he played football both ways as a running back and defensive back and was named in the junior college All-American team as a running back. City College won the Prune Bowl against Long Beach State and many colleges sought Simpson as a transfer student for football. Simpson attended the University of Southern California which he had admired as a young football fan, turning down the University of Utah. He played running back for head coach John McKay in the 1967 and 1968 football season. Simpson led the nation in rushing both years under McKay. In 1967, with 1,543 yards and 13 touchdowns and in 1968 with 1,880 yards and 383 carries. As a junior, in 1967, Simpson was a close runner-up in the Heisman Trophy, balloting team quarterback, Gary Beban of UCLA. In that year's victory bell rivalry game between the teams, USC was down by six points in the fourth quarter with under 11 minutes remaining. Simpson would run a 64 yard touchdown which tied the score and the extra point provided a 21-20 lead which was the final score. This was the biggest play in what is regarded as one of the greatest football games of the 20th century. Simpson was also an aspiring track athlete. In 1967 he lost a 100 metre race at Stanford against the then British record holder Menzies Campbell. Prior to playing football at Southern California he ran the USC Sprint Relay Quartet and broke the world record in the 4x110 yard relay at the NCAA Track Championships in Provo, Utah on June 17, 1967. In 1968, Simpson won the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell Award and the Walter Camp Award when he rushed 1,709 yards and 22 touchdowns in the regular season. He held the record for the Heisman's largest margin victory for 51 years, defeating runner-up Leroy Keyes by 1,750 points. In the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, USC faced top-ranked Ohio State. Simpson ran 171 yards including an 80-yard touchdown in a 27-16 loss. In 1969, Simpson would be drafted in by the American Football League's Buffalo Bills, signing would be the largest contract in professional sports history at six hundred and fifty thousand dollars over five years this led to a bit of a standoff with the bills owner Ralph Wilson as Simpson threatened to become an actor and skip professional football eventually Wilson agreed to pay Simpson Simpson entered professional football with high expectations but struggled in his first three years averaging only 622 yards per season In 1971, the Bills coach, John Roush, resigned and the Bills brought in Harvey Johnson. Despite Johnson devising a new offence for Simpson, Simpson was still ineffective that year. After the 1971 season, the Bills fired Johnson and brought in Lou Saban as head coach. Unlike the previous coaches, he made Simpson the centrepiece of the Bills offence. In 1972, Simpson rushed over a thousand yards for the first time in his career gaining a league leading total of 1,251 yards in 1973 Simpson became the first player to break the highly coveted 2,000 yard rushing mark with 2003 total rushing yards and 12 touchdowns Simpson broke the mark during the last game of the season against the new york jets with a seven yard rush that same game also saw Simpson break Jim Brown's single-season rushing record of 1,863 yards. For his performance, Simpson won that year's NFL MVP award and Burt Bell award. While other players have broken the 2,000-yard mark since Simpson, his record was established in a time when the NFL had only 14 games per season, as opposed to the 16-game season which ran from 1978. O.J. Simpson still holds the rushing record for a player over 14 games. Simpson would go on to lead the rushing title in 1975 and 1976 but in 1977 Simpson only played seven games due to injury. Prior to the 1978 season the Buffalo Bills decided to trade Simpson to his hometown club of San Francisco 49ers for a series of draft picks Simpson played in San Francisco for two seasons, rushing for 1,053 yards and four touchdowns. His final NFL game would come on December 16, 1979, in a 31-21 loss to the Atalanta Falcons at Atalanta Fulton County Stadium. Simpson had an astonishing career. He gained 11,236 rushing yards over the course of his career placing him 2nd on the NFL's all-time rushing list when he retired. He now stands at 21st. He was named NFL Player of the Year in 1973 and played in 6 Pro Bowls. He was the only player in NFL history to rush for over 2,000 yards in a 14-game season and is the only player to rush for over 200 yards in 6 different games in his career from 1972 to 1976, Simpson averaged 1,540 rushing yards per game, 5.1 yards per carry, and he won the NFL rushing title four times. Simpson was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1985, his first year of eligibility.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At MidMobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
0: In 2019, he was named to the National Football League's 100th Anniversary All-Time Team. There is no doubting that OJ Simpson was one of the best NFL players of all time and this is why he has been inducted to the the Hall of Fame. Simpson acquired the nickname Juice as a play on OJ, a common abbreviation for Orange Juice. After OJ Simpson's football career, He decided to turn to acting, although he became a professional actor before playing professional football, appearing in the first episode of Medical Center while negotiating his contract with the Buffalo Bills. While in the NFL, Simpson appeared on various productions, including Roots, The Klansman, The Towering Inferno and Capricorn One. In 1979, he started his own film production company, Orenthal Productions, which dealt mostly with made-for-TV fare such as family-oriented Goldie in the Boxer films. In 1975, Simpson started work on Hertz commercials. The commercials depicted Simpson running through airports, embodying speed as others shouted to him the Hertz slogan. Go, go, go. Besides helping his acting career. Simpson estimated that the very successful Superstar in a Rent-A-Car campaign raised the recognition rate among people he met from 30% to 90%. Hertz annual profits increased by 50% to $42.2 million within the first year, brand awareness increased by more than 40% and 97% of viewers understood that the commercials advertised Hertz.
1: We're
0: Simpson was so important to the company that CEO Frank Olson personally negotiated his contract and used him for Hertz adverts for an unusually long period of time. We're just going to take you back to Simpson's early life. On June 24th 1967 at the age of 19, Simpson married Margaret Whitley. Together they had three children. In August 1979 one of his children drowned in the family swimming pool. Simpson would then go on to meet Nicole Brown in 1977 while she was working as a waitress at a nightclub called The Daisy. Although still married to his first wife, Simpson began dating Brown. Simpson and Marguerite divorced in March 1979. Brown and Simpson then married on February 2, 1985, five years after his retirement from professional football. The couple had two children, Sydney Brooke Simpson and Justin Ryan Simpson. The marriage lasted for seven years, during which Simpson pleaded no contest to spousal abuse in 1989. Nicole Brown filed for divorce on February the 25th 1992, citing irreconceivable differences. In 1993, after the divorce, Brown and Simpson tried to make it work again, but according to Sheila Weller, they were a dramatic, fractious, mutually obsessed couple before they married, after they married, and they divorced in 92, and after they reconciled. On the 12th of June, 1994, football legend O.J. Simpson attended his daughter's dance recital, as did his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson. After the recital, Nicole had dinner with family and friends at Mazulna Restaurant, where her friends and waiter, Ron Goldman, worked. While there, Nicole's mum forgot her glasses. Ron, being a friend of the family and a gentleman, offered to drop the glasses off at Nicole's house after his shift finished. Late that night, Nicole's dog was found by a neighbour wandering the streets with bloody paws and barking. Just after midnight, the dog led the neighbour to the discovery of two bloodied bodies of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman outside her home. Stephen Schwab was the first to come across the dog, barking in the street. He thought the dog was dehydrated and proceeded to give the dog some water, but then asked the neighbour if he could try and locate the house where the dog had come from.
3: But the dog was panting. The dog was panting, and um, my, you know, my wife was why like, won't, Why won't it go? Why won't it go where you're, t- where you're taking it? And I said, I don't know, but I can see that the dog is dehydrated. I think you know the best thing to do at this point would be to give it some water. Because again, I didn't know at that point how long... The dog had been lost. It could have been been weeks for all I know, but the dog was was wandering. and just happened to arrive in this neighborhood. So I decided to to bring it back to my apartment and give it some water.
2: When you first saw the dog, and when you were walking with the dog on the street, uh, was it well lit where you saw the dog? No,
3: it was not well lit. It was was a very dark
2: corner. When you brought the dog back home, and you were downstairs with the dog, was there more light?
3: Yeah, there was more light.
2: Were you able to observe the dog then more closely? Look
3: at his body, his legs. I saw the dog more closely at
2: that point. And what did you notice, if anything, more about the dog?
3: Well, I noticed again that it, was, that it was dirty and that there was blood on the paws. Um,
2: did you notice? At that we- point,
3: I would I would say that the, dro- that the blood was dry.
2: Did you notice whether there was any blood on the legs of the dog?
3: There was. The underside of the dog was dirty. And. Um, Again, I noticed blood on the paws, but I didn't didn't think that much about it. My dog has come home with a bloody paw sometimes from stepping on glass or a fight with another dog, so I didn't think that much about that, especially being that it was a lost dog. I had no idea what it had been through at that point. So the blood on the paws would
2: describe you as something to worry about because you thought it might have stepped on glass?
3: Yeah, except that... I uh, noticed that the dog wasn't hurt in any way, it despite that there was no injury that I could see to the dog. The dog wasn't cut on the paws, but I didn't think much more about it again, because it could have happened It could have happened much earlier. So
2: you didn't see any obvious cuts on the dog to cause that blood?
3: There were, there were no cuts on the dog at that point. There was, there was not, it itself was not
2: bleeding at that point in any way. And did you see any blood anywhere? Other than the
3: paws on the dog, well, again, the dog seemed dirty, especially the underside of the dog, the chest of the dog. I don't know myself whether that was was blood or mud or dirt, but it was it was the underside of the dog was dirty, and the legs, and the the legs. Again, I noticed I noticed blood, and um, I don't remember noticing any any mud, particularly on the legs. I noticed the blood, blood on the legs. Yeah.
0: Steve Schwab then came across his other neighbour, Sukru Bushtepe, who volunteered to try and find where the dog had come from with his wife. Well, you walked the dog back towards the area where Stephen Schwab found it, which would be the corner of Dorothy and Bundy. So,
2: when you got out of the apartment building area, did you let the dog go in front of you? Yes. And where did the dog leave you? South to Bundy and then where? and then uh, dog passed, passed cross the street uh, to Bundy uh, cross the street to the other side and then uh, start to pull me a lot harder than it was before and then we walked for a while and then he stopped turn right and just stopped. I turned right too. So as you proceeded southbound on Bundy, the dog (coughs) seemed to pull harder and harder? Yes. And then it stopped at some point on the sidewalk? Yes. The point on the sidewalk where it stopped, um, was there a a path of any kind? Yes,
3: it was a path path to a house.
2: To the house? Yes. In that area where you saw the woman? There was a lot of blood. I could see only from the street lights which comes uh, from my be- from behind. So it was pretty dark. And I have seen only for a quick moment, and I changed. I mean, I just turned around and never looked at it again. If the dog had not stopped where it did, would you have looked up the path and seen her?
0: No. The neighbor proceeded to call 911 and police arrived on scene not long after at 875 Bundy Drive, Brentwood, Los Angeles.
2: 911,
3: what's your emergency? The body of 34-year-old Nicole Brown Simpson, ex-wife of OJ Simpson, was found after midnight.
0: Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman were found dead at 875 Bundy Drive, Brentwood. OJ Simpson, the ex-husband of Nicole Brown Simpson, would be the prime suspect for the murders. Join us in the second part of OJ Simpson, Fame to Blame.